Welcome to your new year, the arguably new decade. I trust you've had an amazing holiday season and that you're pumped for what comes next. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Let's think of all the things that we've done together. Coming into this new year, we know how to set goals, manage our time better, how to hire staff, set an intention. We know the power of the stories we tell ourselves. We've covered a lot. And we've spent some time here reflecting on this last year, what we've achieved, what still is ahead of us. And you know what? I've spent some time reflecting on how different my life is. At this time of the year, I I always pull out my journal and I look back to the previous year, the goals I set out to do, the feelings that I was experiencing, again, this time of year, last year. And this time, let's see, I was fresh off of Date with Destiny, this intensive week-long conference that Tony Robbins puts on. It was the event that um, they based the documentary Not Your Guru on, if you're familiar with that one. If you're not familiar with it, it's more than a personal development conference. I would say it, 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 it essentially deconstructs your childhood, your personality, your responses to people and situations, and it rebuilds them. You design you. Like you're in a factory and you're deciding, like, does your model want heated leather seats or a sunroof? I mean, it's it's that intentional. People often think about their lives or their circumstances as as like this is the hand that I was dealt. Like this is the circumstance that you just have to live in. It's not the hand that you were dealt. Oh, no, you can put some cards back and pick up some new ones in that room in Fort Lauderdale um, at Date with Destiny. I completely redesigned me. I tossed away stories I'd been telling myself for years, stories that no longer served me. And I crafted new ones, better ones, ones that allowed me to be happier, more fulfilled, contribute differently and more consistently. For me, much of the the change this year has been around my consulting business, Maven. You see, in our Pivot Me intro, I talk about making large companies larger and rich people richer. And I spent most of my career doing just that. I spent many, many years negotiating major deals for large defense contractors in D.C. I brokered major financing deals in boardrooms all over the world. I created this great career. I was good at it and I was... I could never be outworked, but there was still something missing. When I negotiated a big contract, when I pulled off these things, even when I helped the underdog succeed, in that arena, no one's lives really changed. No executive went home to his kids earlier that night. No, nobody really said, man, my my world is a different place because of the work that you guys were doing. And that bothered me. So last year I made a, a really significant pivot. I started working with smaller businesses. So instead of these hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue. I chopped off a few zeros. I started working with uh, companies under the 10 million mark. And this made all the difference. I didn't know it was going to at the time, because that's the thing. When we're looking ahead at these major pivots, we can't always predict, well, we usually can't predict what that outcome is going to look like. We don't really know if it's the right move. We just kind of have a hunch and we wish we had more data points. But a big part of these decisions, a big part of leadership is, is making tough decisions when you really don't have enough data points to do so and still needing to make them anyhow. 
So I made this decision. I went through radical transformation in my business. And here's what I found. The businesses that I was working with now, they did completely change. I mean, the business owners' lives completely transformed their families. And I'd found this renewed professional purpose. But keep in mind, you're hearing about it in the aftermath. You're hearing about it when I knew, oh, this worked. Oh, this was the right decision. But when I was making these decisions, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was going to be the right decision. I didn't know how that was going to shake out. I'd worked in big business for so long. And we're going to do an episode about this in the future. But truth be told, my identity was really wrapped up in that. I'd spent so long building something, crafting something against all odds, and I'd persevered in this industry that it was so tough to succeed in. And it's easy to talk about it in retrospect. It's easy to look at it when you're looking at it in the rearview mirror. You can go, oh, yep, yep, things just lined up, and that was what we should be doing. But at the time, guys, this was major. The idea of working with smaller businesses after I've spent so long working with and succeeding with these big businesses, this was a huge, huge pivot. And guys, I'm, I'm still in the middle of it. I'm about 75% into it, but um, this, is still, this is still a dynamic situation. But what I can tell you is making those big shifts as I reflect on this year, that's one of the things I'm most grateful for. So in this year, as the months went on, I worked less and less with these big businesses and it was hard and it was often a scary decision, but I had a hunch that it was the right one. And I straddled both worlds this year. It's been a wild ride. And as the saying goes, wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Um, Though there's a few times that I was, you know, like pulling on that seatbelt going, this is one hell of a ride. Here we are at the end of this year. And I'm so, so grateful for it. So when I reflect on this year, man, I'm grateful. And now I want to talk to you about how I do this reflection of the year, the habits that I use for the first part of this year. There's four steps. I'm going to jump into them and walk you through these steps that I do at the end of a year or the beginning of a new year that has been critical in in preparing me for the next year, but also giving me a lot of gratitude and a lot of um, fulfillment when I look back at the previous year. I'm April Garcia, an international business advisor, performance coach, serial entrepreneur, traveler, mama, wife, and just about everything in between. I've made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I only advise great executives and ambitious entrepreneurs on growing their business, having the right mindset, and contributing more to their world. So let's get right into them. So step one, it's easy. I read through my journal, the highlights, and reflect on my journey. I hope, hope, hope you keep a journal, whether it's a written one like mine. Uh, well, technically, I have a written one, and I have a digital one. I keep one in a Word document, and then I also actually fill journal notebooks. There's something just so satisfying of putting pen to paper, but uh, maybe it's just digital for you, whatever that looks like. But I hope that you are keeping a journal. And if you're not, well, now is a great time to start keeping a journal. It is something that we should all, all, all be doing. So keep your journal. And I read through it. I read through the highlights. I reflect on the journey. I reflect on the struggles, the things that I've done. And invariably, I end up writing a few more journal entries in there. So that's step one. Step two, read through my previous year's goals. 
What targets did I hit? Which did I miss? Have an honest conversation with myself about why. Because we don't always hit our goals. Let's be honest. Sometimes our goals change and we don't want to blindly adhere to them if they no longer serve us. So what you started at and you thought, oh, this is the most important thing. Well, three months into it, that may change. When we know better, we do better. And you've learned some things. Your goals may have changed. That's okay. But just understand what they were and what changed. Step number three, I set new goals. So including my four rocks that we discussed in episode 25. So I've got, I already have mine dialed in. So I've got my four rocks and then I've got kind of these ancillary goals that go along with them in their business, their professional, their their family goals. Um, but but I write them down and have them. So I have my, my four rocks, I have them taped to my computer monitor. I have them written on a note card that's that's in my in my purse at all times. There's there is power in seeing them continuously, reading them, and for Pete's sakes, phone a friend, tell someone your goal. Ideally, tell someone that's already achieved that goal so they can help you stay accountable. Don't confess to your friend that hates running that you want to run a half marathon. Tell your running friend. Tell Liz. Remember Liz? A few episodes back, she lives across the street. Tell Liz from across the street that religiously goes out at 6 a.m. with their ponytail and her Lululemon tights and terrorizes your neighborhood. Liz is the gal to help you succeed. Go find your Liz. Now for step four, and this one's a fun one. I read my wins and milestones list. I keep a list that's posted on the wall in the office. It's simple. You can create it in about 17 seconds. It's a sheet of paper with two columns on it. I actually made the columns. You could just fold it long ways in half, but the long half. Yeah, you get the idea. And at the top, it reads wins and milestones. It's a collection of, of, of wins, big or small, that that did come to fruition. And again, it's not necessarily based off my goals per se. It's just things that it's like, man, we got this done. This is awesome. We write it down. In this list, it makes me happy. It makes me feel fulfilled, which is something that many people don't experience fulfillment nearly enough in work life or in home life. And I'm going to share some real time. Like I just pulled my list. Here's my list. You can hear it. It is pulled off my wall. And I'm holding it in my hand. I'm going to read you some, okay? So we'll start towards the beginning of this year. One of the first bullet points for the beginning of this year was I hired my new EA at the first part of this year. And Doria, you're awesome and wildly talented and we just love you. Another bullet point on our milestones and win list is uh, when we passed 1,000 downloads for the podcast. We just hit our one-year anniversary for the podcast. Woo! Pivot me. It's been an amazing ride. Um, And we're just gearing up. But at the beginning of this year, when we were brand new, one of our milestones was 1,000 downloads. And that was pretty exciting to look back and see when we hit that. In July, I've got a, a, a milestone of one year since my knee reconstruction surgery, which was a really big deal. Um, and then shortly after, I did my first run in two years because I wasn't able to run for a very long time. So these are milestones that I'm looking back at and just make remind me of of what has happened and all the all the growth through this year. On there, I've got when I was going to be on the Ed Milet podcast when that conversation happened. That was a huge thing for us. When I bought a rowing machine for the office, these milestones can be anything, but they tend to be milestones that get you closer to your annual goals, right? They tend to augment. So like rowing machine, health conscious, um, a thousand downloads, part of the podcast growth initiative. I mean, you can see that these milestones tend to work in tandem with your goals, but overall they're just things that you're like, this was a big win this year. And as I'm talking about some of my milestones, big and small, can you think of some of the milestones that you hit this year? 
some of the things that maybe last year you're thinking, well, that would be amazing if we if we did X, Y, Z, and now you've done them? Are you taking time to reflect on the things that you have done? Because at the end of the year, if you just look at your to-do list and all the things that still need to get done, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel disempowering. Like you barely move the needle. What have I been doing all year? But if instead you reflect on your year, you reflect on the milestones that you hit, what you did achieve big and small, it changes your whole outlook. For example, getting a rowing machine may not sound that significant, but there's a big why behind that rowing machine. It represents health. It represents that my knee was strong enough to actually be rowing again, something that I used to love doing in CrossFit, and I was doing it again. And when I think of that milestone, it makes me really happy. So think about the things that you have actually checked off the list already. We don't want to check it off and then forget about it. We want to check it off and then spend some time reflecting on it. As we lean into this new year, make time to reflect on that precious previous one. Don't just focus on what didn't get done. Appreciate what did. Stand on the summit of success and acknowledge your hard work. There will always be more to do, more to give, more to contribute. But take the time to appreciate your hard work, your sweat, and your tears. So I was working with a client uh, up in uh, British Columbia, and he was talking about the the goals that he has for next year. And he has many. He's got about, I think it was 19. When we were trying to get him down to just his four rocks, he's like, but I've got these 19 things I want to do, which knowing him, he's likely to do most, if not all of those 19 things. But as we talked about it, like he was pumped up about the new year and he was excited, but he's like, oh man, I got to get to work. There are so many things to do which is important, right? We need that enthusiasm. We need that energy. We need that confidence and strength to tackle all those big things we're going to do. But here's the thing. I had him say, okay, so we got your 19 list. Okay. Tell me about the things that we did do. Tell me about your milestones. I had him go through his calendar and look at some of the stuff that was on his calendar now that 12 months ago, 11 months ago, were were goals. And he found that, well, shoot, I, I joined uh, EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. And that was a goal of his. He joined Toastmasters and actually got quite a few speaking awards. He had staffed uh, two new people in his office, which really freed up his work schedule a lot. When he started thinking about the things he already achieved, man, it's his whole body language changed. Like he kind of sat back in his chair and he got this big smile and he started looking up and there was a, a mixture of pride and fulfillment. There was a lot of things happening there. But guys, that part is just as important as getting fired up on your future goal. That part of just, again, I call it the standing on the summit of success. But watching him go through that process, that's going to fuel him up to take the next hill. We we need to sit there and go, man, I, I did this. I did all these things that I set out to do that were goals at the beginning of this year. And that is part of what's going to fuel him for the challenges that lay ahead in 2020. So don't skip this step. One of the guys that I work with actually records a message to himself on his phone. He actually does a video and he talks about um, his reflections from the previous year and he, he records his goals. Him actually seeing and hearing his own words reflecting on what he's going to do for this year. And I thought this was such a great tool um, to use. Actually record you. This is this is so much more um, vibrant than just putting pen to paper or even telling a friend. Like you tell you what this year is going to look like. You tell you what you appreciated and what you're what you're grateful for in this past year. So let's do a recap. Number one, if you've been keeping a journal good on you, now read through some of your previous year. Number two, read through your previous goals and have an honest conversation with yourself. Number three, set new goals 
Head over to episode 25 for help on your four rocks. Or if you want even more details, more than just your four rocks, go to episode 20, goal setting. And that runs you through the SMART goal format. Step four, if you don't already track your wins and milestones, make it a habit. Make it very simple to do. A list right next to your desk or on your phone. Minimize the friction to actually writing something down on that list. If you don't have one from this last year, that's fine. Just spend a few minutes reflecting on what you did accomplish this year. If you need to trigger a memory, uh, look back through your calendar. A lot of times that can do it. If you happen to keep lists that you cross off, then that's a great way to do it too. But the calendar often will trigger some, oh shoot, this was a goal. And and there it was. There I did it in October. That's done. That initiative's completed. Did you finally take the kids to Disneyland? Did you schedule that personal trainer appointment? Did you take your spouse to the Dodgers game where you first met? Go to that conference that you've been wanting to go to for years? Whatever that looks like, look back at the things you did do. And it's really going to make you appreciate this last year and fuel you up for next year. So now you've got these four things for this new year, these four tools for the new year, these reflection, these milestones, these journaling, Take some time now, set aside a couple of minutes and do these things. Do your milestone and your wins list. Think about your four big rocks for this next year and what those look like. Maybe even record a video to yourself. Don't just let this last year slip by and this new one just begin without a bang. Be intentional, like create your own bang. We're designing lives here. We're designing lives that we really, really want to live. We're putting down cards and picking up new cards so we can have the hand that we want. So take a few minutes and make this happen. Pull over the car, spend a few minutes in the coffee shop, take your phone and lock yourself in the bathroom, whatever this looks like for you. But take a few minutes to appreciate this last year and set you up for this awesome new year that we are headed into these roaring 20s. It's going to be another amazing ride. Has it been work? Yeah, it's been work. But take a moment to appreciate it now. Make it a great new year. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.